Welcome to Salamander Babies, the podcast you are listening to in this space time. I'm Lou Gold, Chief Philosophy Officer. I'm Quantum Anarchist Jim Gold. Holodeck Programmer Jen Marshall. And I'm Temporal Timekeeper Mario Panigetti, which is apt for this episode. <laughs> Ooh, indeed. Are you going to actually keep time? There were three minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like how if you edit this down, that's going to be wrong. Oh yeah, very wrong. Okay. <laughs> oh no. Time space anomaly. Okay. <clears throat> Just violated the temporal prime directive by saying it was three minutes. <laughs> oh, oh no. Yeah. This episode is shattered. It's season seven, episode eleven. In this episode, an anomaly causes Voyager to fracture into thirty-seven different sections, each from a different point in time. Chakotay is made immune to the effects and travels through the different temporal sections trying to fix the ship. Um, in the process, he recruits Janeway from prior to reaching the Delta Quadrant, and he sort of fans the flames of Jen's favorite ship, <laughs> only to extinguish them at the end. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I like that mixed metaphor because it, it sounds like that ship is on fire. <laughs> and you're making the flames worse. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be a problem because it's in space, but... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I feel like it's even more of a problem. I guess it'll burn the oxygen yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I picked this episode because it stands out to me because it's just, it's a great, like, collection. They got to reference a bunch of fun, silly episodes, both um, in having characters come back, seeing old sets, also just random referencing, like, Chakotay in the hallway being like, oh, or this could be the time that we all got put out by the pitcher plant, and this and that. And it turns out, as we were watching it, it uh, featured a bunch of episodes that we've actually done for the podcast, so that kind of worked out well. Because we picked the weird ones. Yes. And they, they know the weird ones are the most memorable, so you can just name drop pitcher plants. Yeah. And Seska. <laughs> so so I, I like this episode just because it's just a collection of fun stuff. Um, and it is a good Chicote episode. Yeah, when we were watching it, it felt like the, uh, the show was sort of baiting us into a, a podcast clip show. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely a greatest hits episode. Yeah. <laughs> It was nice. The the one thing that was not a hit. The only time the Tuvok was around was when they killed him. <laughs> I saw that scene come up and I knew Lou was going to be so concerned for Tuvok's well-being. Well, not not only does Tuvok die in that scene, but that's the only scene featuring Neelix. Mm, yeah, so it's a double whammy because Neelix lives. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's unharmed in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> he's just making coffee in case Janeway shows up. It's so great. So many things to regret about that whole scene. <laughs> Tuvok's gonna be mad though. He's like, I can't die like Spock. <laughs> so much radiation poisoning. Yeah, it's just so rude. He can't think of some like get like impaled or you know. Go, like, I don't know. Mystery radiation. Mystery radiation. Yeah, exsanguinated by some kind of space vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Mad- magic. Temporal radiation seems like a very secondary thing when your ship is like fractured into temporal pieces. Like, also radiation. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, nobody else was. I mean, I guess nobody else like experienced the anomaly, but like, no, no other time period had issues with radiation. It wasn't. Well, so the the weird thing for me when they were in the um, the mess hall scene there that we're talking about is they walk in. And Tom's like, oh yeah, the anomaly did blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, which time frame is this? Because it could be anything. Because anomaly, they, they see an anomaly like every other week. Yeah. And some of them cause problems. And yeah. I'm just like, so I was trying to get context clues. And then, it, oh, it turns out that they mentioned it's seven years into the trip. And so it's pretty obvious that it's... <laughs> yeah, and they, and they kind of had to have something at that point. Because they needed Tuvok's death to really drive Chicote to change the timeline back and prevent that from happening. Like it's like a near future timeline. Yeah, when when Janeway uh from uh from We should establish where everyone's coming from in in the timelines. I think Janeway is like we could say is pilot Janeway. Like, yeah. yeah. Like pre Delta Quadrant Janeway. <clears throat> Opening yeah. five minutes Janeway. Yeah. Actually basically well, no, they, they take a little bit of time in the beginning of the pilot to show everybody's sort of background. Mm-hmm. But, like, before they even go into the Badlands. Yeah. Well, and this was strangely because um, in the original pilot, which we haven't covered yet, but in the original pilot, there is a whole Voyager crew, many of whom die in the travel, in the journey to the Delta Quadrant, but none of them actually appear in this scene. I realize it's a lot of random guest stars to bring back for a one-shot. Mm-hmm. Tuvok's death uh, sort of spurs Chakotay into, like, oh, we need to actually fix this. 
But uh, Janeway's point about, like, why don't we just go back to before we got sucked to the Delta Quadrant? It just, like, sort of <laughs> keeps making sense, <laughs> but, but would totally uh, subvert the entire show. So, and, and Chakotay's like, um, no? Yeah, I guess the argument Chakotay had was that um, they'd impacted enough other people's lives that there's... Like, it, it kind of balances out, even though, yeah, it sucks that everyone's in the Delta Quadrant. They also, like, rescued civilizations and, and prevented a lot of catastrophes and fought the Borg off, and they had an impact on the Delta Quadrant. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say that that would actually be a great ending to this to the show, <laughs> and then I realized that's what the f*** happened. <laughs> Basically. They, the, the series finale is a time temporal retcon. Yeah. yeah. They, they, you know, undid whatever From a future. positive impact Voyager had. On the rest of the... Yeah. Yeah. The rest of the travel home. Future Day was like, these seven years are the important ones. <laughs> yeah. Then they go home. Yeah, you'd think at this point, like, any of them on the ship would hear the word anomaly and just roll their eyes and be like, you're going to have to be a bit more specific than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, what threat level is this? Yeah. Is it is it orange or is it red <laughs> or green? They just have this thousand yard stare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like, this doesn't impress me. There's, a, there's another random episode of Voyager that's totally disconnected from this, but... Uh, Tuvok is talking to Janeway over the intercom and he's talking about how they're running into a phenomenon and when he says phenomenon it starts looping and distorting he goes like phenomenon 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 and it's like that's what they hear when they hear anomaly yeah <laughs> probably so, another one so uh, when Chakotay in this episode does get back like Reed syncs up the time when Chakotay's standing in front of the warp core he immediately goes over to Balan and he's like you gotta you gotta realign the deflector dish or whatever he says jargon and she's like why and I'm like in this show, at this point, like, on this ship, if somebody comes up to you and says, fucking do this now, you better do it now. Like, I mean, they've had so many things where it's like, just trust me, I've got a good reason. Mm-hmm. It's like the anomaly thing. It's like, okay, I get it. We've been through this routine. We're in anomaly mode. Yeah. Yeah, and, and usually you would imagine that they would say something like, I'll explain it to you later, but Chakotay in this, in this episode... Uh, says, ah, Temporal Prime Directive, I can't explain it to you. Um, which just really just means he doesn't want to. That's a convenient <laughs> excuse. I'm going to start using that, actually. How yeah. could you test it? Like, how could you counter anyone who you says can't. that there was a temporal anomaly and I just experienced a whole alternate reality um, that I saved, thanks to me. So, so there's the um, Deep Space Nine Temporal Police. Oh, Isn't yeah. Isn't that a thing? Yeah, Time Cops. So, so like Jean Claude Van Damme, yeah. very low tech time. Cost. So, I mean, granted, in, in Voyager, you're in the Delta Quadrant, which maybe makes it, maybe it's out of their jurisdiction. I don't know, but like, I imagine in the Alpha Quadrant, maybe there's a way of like appealing a temporal prime directive complaint. Well, the thing is, uh, I think in that DS, because that's the triple episode of DS Nine, and what's established is. Um, after Federation officers have been through a temporal event, they have to report it. And so it's all self-reported. And that's why they came in to investigate in the first place, to see what the extent of the timeline damage was. Huh. But they have no way to detect it proactively, because you're in the timeline where this is how it went shook out. There's no Council of Ricks to figure out uh, what's going on. Uh, in another season of Voyager, there are temporal uh, officers from the 29th century, mm, right. and, and they seem to have some oversight on the proper timeline. That was the... That... That was the character, at least, that got them to the 20th century, right? Yeah, that's where he was introduced, and he comes back in a later episode. Uh, Braxton. Right. So, T- Tony Braxton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, wait a second. You have to report if you have a temporal anomaly. Do you, how much information do you have to give? Because doesn't that kind of, at a certain point, defeat the temporal prime directive? Temporal prime directive, I feel like, as a term, doesn't come up in DS9. It's, it's brought up a lot in Voyager with that specific terminology. But I also wasn't sure if it existed in the present day Federation or if it was a future Federation concept. <laughs> that they just sent back in time. Well, They're like, it's the only way make people abide by it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> just stop messing with their shit. I guess we just mess with their shit by telling you that. Yeah, as soon as they, like, actually control time travel, they're, they're, they're just, like, playing with shit. And then somebody from the 29th century just shows up and says, Guys, please, just fucking stop. <laughs> There was a cartoon show, this is like another tangent, but there was a cartoon show on Cartoon Network uh, maybe 10, 15 years ago, and it was a group of uh, heroes who had to fix the timeline whenever it broke, and the premise was that um, as time gets older, it gets worn out, and <laughs> it starts to decay, and they had to like re- like retain historical events. I'm really interested in this. That's yeah, fine, Mark Hamill played a robot. Cool. What? <laughs> that, that's not surprising to me. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm kind of, so, so one of the 
the scenes was um, Icheb and Naomi in Astrometrics. Yeah, they were 17 years in the future. It, it was a little unclear to us whether they've been trapped in Astrometrics <laughs> for 17 years. Because they can't leave... The, the, um, rules, the rules about traveling around in after uh, they hit the anomaly are, are a little weird, I yeah. think. Like, uh, obviously Chakotay and other people who have been inoculated can travel... Um, between locations and times. The barriers that separate the different timelines. But the extent to which other people and other things can travel between places and times, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I think they're even inconsistent about it because Mm -hmm. on one level they're like, oh, people are disappearing through hallways and another, like, I I assume people can just freely walk amongst the ship within their own timelines, that they're not also sequestered to these rooms. But on the other end... Chicote never meets a double. Like, he doesn't meet, like, a different Tom Paris from another timeline or a different Seven. It seems like everyone's one person per timeline. He doesn't meet himself either. Yeah, that's true. Like, there are, uh, there's no part of the ship that happens to have a Chicote from the past in it. Not a real Chicote. Like, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't go into the holodeck. Well, that's easy. <laughs> so, so, here's, like, a terrifying thought, actually. So, in the meeting of the episode, Icheb was tutoring Naomi... And I'm like, did they go into the astrometrics lab? They were doing their tutoring session in there, and then there was this anomaly, and they were trapped in that room. That for was my read years. on it. Yeah, that that oh kind of God. sounds like what happened. That was definitely my read on it because everyone else is in a past period, and so to them, something weird has just happened. But not a lot of time has actually passed relative to their own perspective. But they actually lived in an alternate timeline where the ship has been stuck in this position for 17 years. And I think they've just been in astrometrics. It it could also be that from their perspectives, everything was just totally fine, and that they they could they could walk around like they could experience the radiation burning burn people and the whatever and other people died and whatever. There were whole lives that happened, and then once they got to the point that Chakotay was experiencing, then things wound up getting closed off. I, oh, I could see that. that. Yeah, like like the schism was created in their relative timelines, and they were locked in these areas. Yeah. So, which scenario is more fucked up? Uh, getting trapped in <laughs> yeah, astrometrics for, sure. for seventeen years <laughs> is more. Just... Not only that, but maturing, going through puberty, and becoming adults together, <laughs> yeah. and getting new uniforms. But yeah, yeah like I... way too showered and put together to have been stuck in a room for seventeen years. <laughs> getting to know each other. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we were making the joke that if if Chakotay had shown up just five minutes earlier, uh, they would have been uh, in a compromising situation. I'll I'll just leave it there. Snake and sweaty. <laughs> yeah, out of uniform, one yep. would say. Possibly covered in feces. Not yeah, maybe. The um the casting for adult Ichab was pretty good though. I looked it up on my phone. He looks it's a lot closer than adult Wesley Crusher in Star Trek: The Next oh, Generation. Oh yeah, that was ridiculous. That. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like Will Wheaton is pretty far off. From, yeah, from... he's like the square jawed Captain America looking guy, and then like adult Will Wheaton does not look like that. Yeah, they were they were solid casting. Like they they held their scenes pretty well. Yeah, definitely. there was something about. Uh, about older Ichab's mouth that was like weirding me out. Was like, I, I don't know. I... It kind of reminded me of Beaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like a bad way. It wasn't, it it was... wasn't like a muppet. It was really muppet. I mean, it, so I mean, it, they... I feel bad now. I'm sorry. After that, I don't know your name. No, I mean he he looks uh, more than well enough like Ichab that it's totally believable, and they have the implant in the right place and all that. But um, I also I, I think he was doing like mannerism impersonation too. yeah like like the way his he talks mm-hmm. yeah he did a good job of that yeah uh fun fact the the actor who plays a younger Ichab is from santa cruz oh. yeah huh. fun fact this is also seska's last episode that's right it is <laughs> even though she died five years Sad. ago <laughs> and all those kazon <laughs> probably the last kazon makeup rip kazon <laughs> you don't even have warp idiots <laughs> 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 just kick them out the airlock it's also the macroviruses last episode. <laughs> last of two. Rip, rip macrovirus. It's probably radiation poisonings uh, last yeah. episode. Oh no. <laughs> oh, and uh, Chaotica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was awesome. Yep. Yeah, Satan's, <laughs> Satan's robot. Satan's robot, yeah. <laughs> it's a good farewell for Satan's robot. Don't you recognize the queen of the spider people? Yeah. <laughs> Satan's robot almost kept a feel when he was like. I was, I was totally <laughs> thinking that. So yeah, I was like, you're he, mine now. He wrote his own part in that. <laughs> yep. It's like, 
You gotta talk to HR or something, man. Dangerous. <laughs> 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 little grabby gloves are a little bit too close to the captain. Back away. Chicote is standing there getting really all. Well, his cheeks weren't turning red because it was black and white, but. Yeah. They were turning like forty percent gray. You, you, you can imagine him thinking to himself, you, "You get one or two more inches higher, and I'll just tear you apart." <laughs> Speaking of the ship, <laughs> there was which so the show good, does. Oh, the show acknowledges they, they totally do. And um, for the last time, I think if you're me, <laughs> that was the sixteen minute conversation. Yeah, well, it? it was, and you also just interpret it um, straight up like we never cross those boundaries, and then it's like, well. What boundaries are you talking about? Well, we don't cross them, so what difference does it make? I mean, like, they could easily, you know, do all kinds of stuff, but they just don't cross a certain boundary that they do not specify. I mean, it's the 24th century. Standards are a lot different. Yeah, exactly. I mean, They've they got, like, be, nine like, bases. They could be friends, <laughs> friends with benefits. There's more granularity here. Maybe he never just sleeps over in her cabin. Maybe that's the boundary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they just never spend the full night together. Yeah, that's... maybe they don't kiss on enough. Maybe he wears a mark vest, so it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they only do it with holodeck versions of each other. Oh, yeah. oh there you go. They just watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have our next pick. It's not cheating so oh the hologram. <laughs> what if they're they're, they're like uh, they're like stalking through the other person's uh, holodeck files and they see they they both see the other's <laughs> holodeck program? That's a good fic. That is a good fic. So so when you said oh, when and you then said, they, oh I'm sorry I have to go further with this. But he's on a roll. And then, yeah. they, and then one of them reprograms the other's uh, uh, holodeck program uh, so that. It doesn't actually portray their character, and they're just in there, and they play their hologram. Yeah, yeah. there you go. It's, it's like eyes wide shut, gotta, kind of like they're wearing masks. Yeah, exactly. I you like got, it. You gotta, you gotta tag that one though yes. with warnings. <laughs> so many warnings. <laughs> when you said that they don't stay in each other's cabin, I was thinking like, I didn't think cabin like on a ship. My yeah. brain thought cabin like in a in the woods, and I was like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, did they create a holodeck program of the cabin on that on that planet <laughs> where they were stranded? Go, they they remember it fondly, and yeah, that's that's where they go for their little rendezvous <laughs> yeah. on the holodeck. Maybe that's the best because yeah. it doesn't count on the planet. Yeah, yeah. like we only bang in the holodeck. with the little monkey that's watching. <laughs> what what happens on a thorium five stays <laughs> on a thorium five. Everyone knows that. It's an old expression. Mm-hmm. Because he's awfully coy when he says, let's just say there's some boundaries we don't cross. He doesn't say, Psh, no. <laughs> she hardly knows him. <laughs> like, from her perspective, she doesn't know him at all. No, look at that smile. Did you see that? And he like winked. It's past Jaywood. <laughs> She's literally never met him before. You know, actually, like a in, ten minute wink. <laughs> in the script, instead of uh, there are some boundaries we don't cross, uh, he actually says, uh, we never went ass to mouth. Yeah, yeah, see? That's, that's the boundary. I think yeah, I yeah. put that on TV. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I just put this, pushed this over the edge. <laughs> Sorry. So, so I'm going to rain on the parade. No. Gross. Gross, but, Lou. But. Gross. Only on the holodeck. Um, is, this, is this, no offense, the sinking of that ship because they're about to set up Chicote and Seven oh, and yes. that whole thing? train wreck this yeah. is the timing that we're everyone at. agrees everyone in the, the whole world that even hasn't seen this that that's a terrible yes it's a terrible freaking relationship and they just like crammed it in there but this is them setting it up this is them closing the chapter on jane wage code they tried but they will never successfully do that <laughs> speaking of cramming it in there yeah exactly <laughs> it wasn't even gentle this is seriously this is the Episode 11, so it picks up right after, like, the mid-season break, more or less. Or maybe it's going into it, yeah. but usually it's... They only had half a season to try... Well, <laughs> granted, they only spent, like, three episodes or something. Yeah, in my memory, I'm pretty sure it's awful. only two or three episodes that, that cover the topic at all. Ugh. Which timeline do you want to talk about? Um, so I, I'd like to talk about the Seska one, because okay. I want to give the show credit... Because we were watching the second time um, they go to the Seska portion, and um, we were criticizing, like, oh, well, isn't she going to know that she didn't succeed in taking over the ship if Chakotay's here from the future? And, and then, then she f- says it, yeah. like... Boom! That was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. That's the timing, you know. Because they could have made it way easier for themselves if they just had her be dumb. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it, it definitely would have been easier. But but then, thank God, uh, Tom and Harry jumped through the barrier and landed on those two Kazon. Use all their weight against them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. First of all, I'm like, wouldn't that hurt? Yeah. Almost, at the same time, I'm like, why did they have to wait that long in order to ambush them? Because they were, were trying diplomacy first. <laughs> oh, why? They said they were going to. Like, just, I took a page from your rule book. Should have just had the Borg rush in there. Yeah. Um, slaughter Inoculate all the drones instead. More capable. Yeah. They got shields. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, they did wait an awful long time to just bring in their... But then the line. Borg would know that they never successfully assimilated Voyager. Presumably Seven knows. And she's working with them. Like Borg Seven. Yeah, yeah. Well, but... but... So, so here's the thing. Um, they never successfully assimilated Voyager, but they knew that they defeated Species 8472. So... That was their larger sure. goal. Yep. In addition, the Borg drones were still drones. Only Seven had individuality uh, at that point, because she was brought on as a liaison to communicate with the humans. I feel like So they... she was the only one with agency to like make that decision yeah. to work with them. And she probably would have prioritized a scenario in which the threat of Species 8472... That's true. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, no, that, I think that's interesting that there wasn't really any effort involved in getting Seven on board, Borg Seven, even mm-hmm. though she clearly had very different motivations in their introduction. Yeah, she was just like, oh yeah, t- temporal weird shit. We, can, we, we deal with this all the time. It's oh fine. yeah, it's a common problem. You're going to get that. <laughs> yeah, well there's your problem. <laughs> you got some temporal flux up in there. <laughs> you just need some of these conduits that look like TVs. Her, uh, her offer to assimilate them into a tiny board collective was very thoughtful and cute. See, she's considerate. <laughs> she just wants them to be efficient. That would have been the ultimate version of your ship. Yeah. That's true. Oh <laughs> it's like the... Uh, as long as they get to live in that little cabin. <laughs> just like their the, brains. Uh, yeah. It's like the Picard uh, Crusher episode where they're, temp- they're mentally linked and yep. they can know each other's thoughts. I'm still mad about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the last episode of that ship. Uh, I was actually kind of thinking of Brazil. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just the cabin in the woods. And now they have a cabin in the woods. Yep, that's a good movie. That's yeah. a great movie. Yeah. And um, she starts making out with a stuffed wolf head. <laughs> yeah. Make out with that moose over. There. We should we should split up. <laughs> we'll cover more ground. <laughs> which is which is a line that happens in this episode. It is. Well, it seems like at that point Janeway is very wary about this new timeline. She's like, I'm gonna go off on my own and figure things out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this guy's awfully familiar. <laughs> Jakota shuts that down, though, thankfully. Yeah. Like, no, we shouldn't. <laughs> you have no idea what you're getting into. In fact, you should hold my hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to get through the barrier, I yeah. promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to inoculate you with my mouth. <laughs> when he, when he... Sexually transmitted inoculation. <laughs> we have to do this. I'm sorry. It's for the good of the future. <laughs> all right, this is gonna be kind of weird, but I need to access all of your mucous membranes. All of them. That's so romantic. <laughs> uh, I'm the one with the cold. That's gross. <laughs> I enjoyed when Chakotay and Janeway ended up at the transporters. And there's the group of Maquis there, and Bolana's there, and she's really pissed at. First of all, she's pissed at Janeway. Um, for getting them stuck in the Delta Quadrant. I think that's the very moment they're evacuated from the Maquis ship and beamed yeah. onto Voyager. Yeah. At the end of the pilot. So, um, so they're there, and Balan is just like seething with anger. But Jakoti's like, "Listen, we got to do this thing." And Balana just sort of is like accepting of it. She's like, "Okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna stand here and not beat the shit out of anybody or do." It's very professional of her. Which, honestly, early Balana was like. Mm-hmm. Not really there. That's true. Yeah. She but... was about to start snapping a rubber band on her wrist. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't really playing the part very well because if I remember early Blana, she was constantly saying, oh, sorry, it's my Klingon side. I have trouble controlling it sometimes. That's true. <laughs> it's like exposition in like a YA vampire novel. <laughs> <laughs> I could kill you, but I won't. Sometimes I sparkle <laughs> like this. I'm dangerous. I live life on the edge. <laughs> Bolanatories. 300 years old. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know, I'm sorry. Uh, so, another old 
I was going to say old-timey character. No, another old version of character. <laughs> I want to see the Wild West part of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a just part. Tuvok. Tuvok with a six-shooter. Oh, I remember this part-time in Voyager. <laughs> just... That was a really weird time. Sorry. What if there was a part of the ship that existed before the ship was constructed? And they, oh, just, just, and they only discover it through this uh, anomaly? It's just a void. Like, it's just space. <laughs> They're just an Earth space deck. <laughs> Chakotay gets sucked out into space, and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> no, or they, they, they go through one of the barriers, and they see um, uh, Picard with his riding boots. <laughs> <laughs> or they see Chris Pine. They, oh, yeah. oh. They, they see Picard with his riding boots, and they see Tim <laughs> Russ. Tuvok. They see Tim Russ, and they're like, hey, Tuvok, and he's like... Uh, Who's Tuvok? <laughs> and he doesn't have the ears. Uh, and then he gets killed. Yeah. Oh, no. I see Worf going, I'm not a merry man. <laughs> um, Wasn't that an actual Sherwood Forest, though? Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was Q shenanigans. Mm. Okay. Yeah, as actual as whatever Q does is. But yeah, there was early Doctor, who was kind of a dick, which was great, because... Complainy. I liked, I liked that Robert Picardo... Picardo... Got to play that again. So yeah, it was fun seeing them, them revisit their mannerisms from earlier seasons. Yeah, and he's all grumpy because he never gets to go anywhere. <laughs> it, it was nice to have his grumpiness be the the clue that something's off. Yes. What about your mobile? Oh, never mind. <laughs> My, what? My what? My <laughs> what? Come back here, Commander. <laughs> I'll amputate, I'll amputate your legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the doctor goes. Insane. That would be awesome. And just like starts. <laughs> it would be like misery, but yeah. the doctor's <laughs> trying to get his methylometer. That was a mess of the timeline. <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> Who played old versions of themselves best in, in this temporal anomaly fest? I think Janeway did. Or, yeah, um, she Mulder. did, and she didn't. I mean, like, obviously everything she does is awesome, but mm. I don't know if she was that much of an early Janeway, really, because mm. early Janeway was, like, the queen of the compromisers, and then all of a sudden, she was like, oh, well, whatever, let's just not worry about anybody oh. else. Well, I, uh, guess, uh, I guess the idea was that early Janeway and most Janeway had never really seen the consequences of a lot of their decisions, and that's true. this time season one Jamie was basically given seven years of review and it's like oh Maybe should we, we do this? Done any of this yeah I, I i may have misunderstood the question i, I uh, guess i meant like which actor played um time, your past version of themselves well gotcha i'm gonna go with harry yes because <laughs> he was like who are you what's going on <laughs> hello sir That's true. And, i'm just here to be and Chakotay is like, oh yeah, Harry Kim, he becomes whatever, because he's still an ensign, but Janeway's like, well, that guy? Like, <laughs> really? The guy who brought the clarinet? <laughs> that useless kid. <laughs> but we got to see Harry sitting in the captain's chair. Made me happy. <laughs> Spins around. Wings. <laughs> but he doesn't stand up immediately when uh, Janeway comes on the bridge. No, he's, uh, you know, he's chill now. He's not relieved yet. <laughs> yeah. well, he's keeping it warm for mom. That's fair. <laughs> okay, you are mother. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say seven, um, but honestly, there's not a huge There isn't really a huge change. behavioral shift. Yeah. Well, she shifts into slightly um, sterner mode. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't get a lot of things to do that aren't exposition. Yeah. yeah. Or like directly moving the plot forward. She doesn't really get to explore being a... Borg, Borg again. Yeah, yeah, I guess Janeway kind of wins just for having the most screen time. It's true. Like, she she got to really do a lot of second guessing of, of things she'd done later. Yeah, like if they could, in another world, her and Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> Wistful gaze. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Now, how useful would season one Harry actually be in that Kazon fight? Oh man, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have jumped down there. <laughs> this is what, it, was, it was season one Harry, season seven Tom. Season, season one, seven, Donna. Tom would have soloed that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Libra Jenkins. <laughs> he, he's, he's, um, Bolana in season seven at that point, she's pregnant, right? Oh, yeah, the character I think is at that point. Okay. So, like, yeah, he'd be like, YOLO, I need to get my wife back, and then <laughs> jumping down there. By the way, when he was standing next to, like, season one, Bolana, I was like, do something, say something, interact, it's going to be great. Yeah, they didn't do anything. 
Yeah, made me sad. It would have been fun to see more cross-timeline interactions. Oh, Tom just being like, oh man, I liked your gams back in the day. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) And then she just chokes him. <laughs> she literally kills him. Yeah. <laughs> I, can throat. I can just imagine her like palming his nose yeah. into his brain would, just to shut him actually. up. <laughs> what temper of I'm I'm not Federation. I'm not bound by that. So romantic. Fuck you, Starfleet. Actually, wasn't uh, I was I was trying to think back to Tom's status at the pilot. He's he was in a. Um, he was, he was brought on. He was called. Um, he was called the observer. I think. Like he was busy brought on. Had a uniform, but had no rank. Yeah, yeah. He, he had no pips. Yeah. But he was a Maki sympathizer, I believe. Right? Yeah, he was in a penal colony and given some reprieve in exchange for helping them find the Maki ship. We need a pilot. We need a pilot. I'm the best pilot you can have. <laughs> I'm not such a bad pilot myself. I <laughs> need a pilot. <laughs> It wasn't season one, Tom, and it was season seven. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, like, if... if Field medic, Tom. I was thinking more if season one, Belana had any sort of understanding of who season one Tom was, therefore she could have a grudge or feel how she might think not, of... Not in the pilot. They don't interact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Belana spends most of her time on the Ocompan world with Harry. Right. Which is where my ship comes from. Hmm. Doesn't last long. You can't have two engineers together. Yeah. It breaks they the They self-annihilate? Yeah. <laughs> it breaks the rules of TV shows. All those TV shows with engineer roles. Well, shut up. No. <laughs> Whenever you watch uh, NCIS or Boston Public, those are my polls. I don't know why. <laughs> it's like Kaylee and anyone. Well, it's like... Opposites attract. I was going to say you can't have two scientists together, and then you said Kaylee, and she goes for the f***ing surgeon, so never mind. F- uh, doctor. At least it's a different kind of science. Yes. It's true. <laughs> now I'm like cycling through all the different like TV couples and trying to think of yeah all of scientists them. and scientists together. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, um, Agents of Shield, Fitz and Simmons—they're two nerdy scientist characters. Wait, did they end up in a relationship? Unfortunately, uh, fuck. Mm-hmm. they were much better as like forever friends. Pacific Rim. Everyone's a scientist. Yes. <laughs> Charlie Day and the other Except dude. Except for uh, Chow. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking yeah. of, actually. Nice. Yeah. What? Charlie Day and the, the evil uh, yeah, uh, Night's Watchman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you gotta ship that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why Voyager was so bad at relationships. <laughs> I think Star Trek is just generally bad at relationships. That's true. That's really true. And they had some really good ones, but they just never took advantage of them. You gotta watch Discovery. Crusher. I um, do have to watch Discovery. That's true. I do like that. They've, they've been taking some older tropes and, and having better versions of them. I huh. agree. Because they're exploring it from a different character's perspective than overall crew view. I, I will say, um, Jadzia and Worf. Yes, that's very romantic. I liked their arc. Yes. Yep. And I'm trying to think of any other ship from any Star Trek that I like. Like a <laughs> ship that actually flew. I mean, Riker and Troy wasn't bad. Yeah. I I'm always I'm like perpetually mad at Riker for something, but I guess it's just the nature of his character. That's fair. Yeah, and the uh, Troy just puts up with it. Did I, you Did you like the the Troy Wharf kind of thing? But I mean, like obviously, you know, it's not meant to be. Like, yeah. he's not her imzadi. I feel weird about Troy Riker because the best place their relationship was explored was in a non-canon novel. Yes. Yes. <laughs> in the novel called Imzadi. Yes, I liked that book though. <laughs> it's really good, and it's a good exploration of the relationship. But yeah. like throughout the entire next gen, more. they're separated. Like, yeah, yeah, and they're they always were... just like, oh yeah, we used to bang and it was hot, but you know, right? But every time I'm in trouble, I'm still going to call you, and you're going to come running like a fool. And then they get quickly thrown back together in the movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, what? Yeah, well, it's Crusher like gets Piggy no screen and, time uh, with with uh, Picard at all. <laughs> Like in the Muppet Show, Miss Piggy and Kermit hate each other, but in the movies they're always together. Well, in the movies they're often like reintroduced to each other because they're like yeah, or they're just like married or some shit. Yeah, and then in the latest show they were split up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that. Muppet continuity, it's important. It is. It is to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so this that's true. <laughs> Wait, this is <laughs> this just like triple tangent back, back to the topic. circle, crossing the streams. <laughs> um, yeah, I think. I think I might like uh, 
Troy and Riker because I like their the uh, I like Jonathan Frakes and yes. and um, it's hard not to Marina Sirtis yeah. <laughs> just like as people like I think they're they're fun people I think their yeah. relationship might be the most realistic well because they explore like all these different angles on a on an ended relationship that you don't always see in television yeah and they work well together they're adults about it yeah exactly they're professionals yeah. and then you see things like uh, Thomas Riker and him still having his feelings for her mm-hmm. isn't that cable what I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> <Son of> a... <laughs> uh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to I had uh. to do it <laughs> Back to this show. Voyager. Um, a lot of a lot of characters didn't get almost any screen time, or at least very little. That's mm-hmm. true. Tuvok just died. Yeah. Neelix just made coffee. Yeah. yeah, they put Neelix in all that makeup for like thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah. One scene, one day of shooting. Yeah. yeah. Ethan Phillips got paid, man. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's true. I'm so the makeup artist. Yeah. He just had to sit there for six hours while somebody. Applied yeah, the I don't think he, I don't think he's paid by the hour for the makeup though. <laughs> yeah, the doctor got two scenes that were really quick um, and isolated he couldn't join them because he didn't have the emitter for the big fight seat at the end we see Naomi but not her mom <laughs> not that she's like a huge character yeah I assume she's not on the show anymore at this there point. was not enough Bellana. you mean she died and nobody <laughs> talked about it not the actress but the character they there's a near death episode where like she gets lost on a mission or something and they they have to deal with the possibility of having to tell Naomi I forget how that plays out but I think I remember that episode, yeah. I think she, it's either that episode or some random one later, and then she just never shows up again. Just random Naomi scenes. It's not the death tree. I just thought of, <laughs> I just, yeah, I just thought about that, that, um, Neelix's, um, what is it, Mortal Coil, the episode that we covered, mm. where the trivia was that in a previous iteration, uh, Samantha Wildman that. died and then yeah. came back and was <laughs> trying to kill Naomi. Some horror show. <laughs> yeah, convincing her to kill herself or something like that. No, no, just trying to kill the baby. And then uh, resurrect the baby. So it's so like, it's like a in, inception. Oh, so it's like yeah. you have to die in this world to go into right. the actual world. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is real. <laughs> Which is an interesting concept, but totally Trudis. not for Star Trek. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's confusing. Bad. So is everybody's favorite movie. It's Rick and Morty. Oh, Inception. Yeah. <laughs> I, there's probably other pull quotes for that, but that seemed. <laughs> there's plenty of movies that discuss like the nature of reality and things but it, it had like the whole nested reality thing yes red x red x <laughs> it doesn't work like dreams actually work like, yeah at all but it's a fun movie oh my god what would happen if chakotay one of the time places was when they were mind controlled by the dream thing so he was walking through and he sees the moon <laughs> Oh, oh shit, that would totally f*** him up. He was like, oh god, oh god. Let's talk about the like, hip, hips like flashback episode, man. Chicote just curls up in a little ball. Yeah. That would have been he good. Just, yeah, he just gives up. He just starts <laughs> tapping his arm and he's like, come on, come on. He just finds the nearest airlock and just... <laughs> <laughs> Can they leave the ship? I mean, they would die. I'm just wondering because, <laughs> I was wondering because in Janeway's timeline, they're in the Alpha Quadrant still, so they could like get That's help true. from Starfleet. They could just go to a starbase or something. Like they could, they, they could do home. a long range calm there. There's no, there's no um, time constraint on any of their actions That's in this true. episode. They could literally inoculate the entire crew and evacuate them <laughs> to the Alpha Quadrant. <laughs> That's hey guys, we're all, just, uh, yeah. we're all just going over this here now. No, no one go to the ship. <laughs> just, just blow it up. Jesus. Except for they'd have to, somebody would have to go to Two Bucks Family. <laughs> no, they'd be in season one. Yeah, hey, listen. Oh, well, that's true. Except for, wait. We already discussed only, there's no overlap. Only, if they evacuate in, in the Alpha Quadrant Bridge, they'd be in season one era. So so 137th of the ship exists in the Alpha Quadrant. So with yeah. like... It's a still floating bridge. Yeah. <laughs> and part of a turbo lift tube. So if, if he just like went and like somehow managed to convince all of them of this, they could just go home and call that the end of the show. And the Borg would have a, a direct line to Earth. Yeah. Well, well it could possibly go sounds good to me. But like mm-hmm. only six of them or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Trip. Like that could yeah, be only, only six of them. <laughs> Shut up. It's not like they have nanoprobes. <laughs> I mean, Earth have a direct line to the Borg as well. They could just blow them up. <laughs> just say, f*** seven of nine. <laughs> just totally Touché. betray her <laughs> and everybody else. They could do it. 
How much can we fuck up this timeline yeah. <laughs> with this temporally fractured ship? Yeah. They could just invent some scenario in which Seven would have to, like, enlist, like, everybody's help, and then they... So, would they be able to go... Also, I have no loyalties. <laughs> <laughs> would they be able to go to the Alpha Quadrant, inoculate scientists, have them get, come, back in. come back, and then study all this technology? Oh, they could use this as a means for uh, Delta Quadrant away missions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they inoculate people through the bridge to get on and off from the Alpha Quadrant in Season 1. They travel through the ship to an area in the Delta Quadrant and jump out in and explore seven. the Delta Quadrant in whatever yeah. season they want. Yeah, that's right. yeah but they, so and then they also get to choose which time frame they want. Yeah, exactly. From. Which yeah. means they can also do temporal experiments. Yeah, yeah like they, they can, can do send a, a bunch of they can send a bunch of Starfleet Marines in and and clear out all the Kazon. <laughs> this was really like a missed opportunity for them. Yeah, the scientists could like cause some uh, event in one timeline and then jump to the future to see its uh, repercussions without having to wait for time to pass. Exactly. Like, they could, like... This could be a boon to all of Starfleet science. Yeah. I, I like how I'm, I'm... I was like, what's something that you can start and then after a while you get to collect it? And I was like... Mold growth? No, no, I was... My, my brain was like, they could invest some stocks. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, yeah! And I'm like, that's not... That's yeah. post-scarcity society, Lou. Not in the Delta Quadrant. <laughs> Feel like Touché. if the butterfly effect was actually a good movie, <laughs> <laughs> and if Ashton Kutcher was like broken, different time pieces, like yeah. his, his head was in one timeline. Now we're talking. Ashton Kutcher, the uh, the racist from Boy Meets World. Was he in that show? He was, a, he was <laughs> yeah. in Boy Meets World. <laughs> yeah, the one of the dudes from uh, one of the one of the like um, uh, slacker um, goons. Uh, in Boy Meets World, who was also in American History X, <laughs> was in The Butterfly Effect. Oh, yeah, that guy. The big, the big, yeah, the uh, big guy. Yeah. That's right. He was in The Butterfly Effect. That was weird. Good on him? I actually never saw The Butterfly Effect. I watched half of it. It was f***ing awful. Yeah, it was really bad. I didn't need to see it. I knew I have. Yeah, yeah I, I've never really felt the inclination to see it. It was on TV. Also... I was watching it for logic problems, and it sucked. It was an awful experience. Oh, yeah, you... You don't like uh, time travel stuff. I don't. Like, not inconsistent time travel stuff? Yeah. Did you like the Futurama uh, first movie? I haven't seen it. Oh, it's amazing. It's all about uh, crazy time travel logic. Okay. And it's it's extremely self-consistent. I like it. We were actually just talking about Looper. Yep. And you did not like that movie, did you? I did not like that movie. I'm sorry. It happens. I like certain jokes in it, like the, I'm from the future, learn Chinese. <laughs> I love that one. But, yeah, no. Um, well, maybe you'll get a hit with this uh, Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I think so. Is there time travel in the Star Wars movie? Of no. course. It's a long time ago. <laughs> Watching you sweat. <laughs> <laughs> it takes place during episode two. Yeah. Boom. Boom. <laughs> It's all a dream during episode two. <laughs> oh my god. It's all a sand hating fever dream. It's course, it gets everyone <laughs> All of the stormtroopers look exactly like Finn, and it's the best movie ever. He's not a clone. <laughs> How do you know? He said he was uh, abducted as a kid. I know. He could have been a clone before he was abducted. <laughs> but in like. That's just the. the that would be kind of during the lead, wouldn't it? <laughs> I was abducted. Oh, I guess I was a clone or How whatever. How many other have we seen their faces? They could all look like Finn. Well, I assume they all look like Django Fett. Because they're clones of him. Well, yeah, but in this alternate timeline, when they do the time travel, they all... Oh, after the time travel. Oh. Finn actually goes back and becomes a progenitor trooper. <gasps> That'd be great. They'd all actually know how to shoot then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, they win. <laughs> <laughs> well, that explains how, uh, how TR-8R knows how to use melee weapons. Yeah, true. Because apparently Finn just knew how to use a lightsaber. It was naturally adapted from that buzz stick they used. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just that lightsaber. He's good at that lightsaber. Maybe Luke's lightsaber has special powers. That's like, true. Like it's OP and just anyone can use it. Yeah. yeah. It's got plus it's five. A training saber. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a theory watching this episode that uh, the reason this episode exists is because they had all these sets and actors that they wanted to revisit one more time before the show ended. I think that's not a bad way to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't do like something goofy like flashbacks or something like, it's like, no, let's bring in Chaotica actor. Let's bring in Seska actor. Let's put uh, Jerry Ryan back in the Borg outfit. Like, yeah. We kind of, 
touched on it earlier in the in this recording, but uh, it, it really does feel like kind of a best of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know um, how many shows before them did that, but plenty of shows since have done it. Um, that, like, let's think about all the fun things that we did in previous seasons. Like, uh, Always Sunny did it. Yeah. Uh, with the Frank memory one. But to be fair, It's Always Sunny is almost always on one set. Like, it's a That's little true. easier to pull mm-hmm. that together. Right. Yeah. Was, but I mean, just the concept. Yeah. Oh, totally. Was that actually a clip show, or... It wasn't a clip show. Frank loses his memory, and he thinks that it's, like, season one again. Oh. Yeah. I want to see that. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. I think it's season 11. Uh, Clerks Animated Series did it best, where episode two was a clip show that contained scenes from episode one, and then um, a series of other past scenes we never saw, but they referred to as if they were, like, previous episodes. Like, oh, it's, it's like a, a fake clip show. That sounds so, cute. Um, uh, community did the um, clip show of entirely clips that didn't take place in the show. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. yes. Also good. But yeah, no, this was a, a nice organic way of having, not a clip show, but a last hurrah for a lot of things throughout the show. Yeah, they totally pulled it off. Like, it could have been worse. Not that I, I don't think this episode was bad at all. The, the one thing that they didn't bring back is um, Kess. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would have been interesting. Maybe she was already getting into trouble by then. <laughs> Did she get in trouble? That actress had a rough life. Oh. I think this uh, this was probably around the time American History X was uh, was happening, and she was in that. She was in that movie? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But yeah, it's kind of funny, because she was such a big character for... Well, and Seska is such a weird pull to bring back. That's true. As an as like it's a good one. She's a, good she's a cool character. Like, yeah. Who else are you gonna have? And they pick someone who would who theoretically be smart enough to figure out the time travel thing without being explicitly told it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She's like she for for a brief time on screen, she is a legitimate foil in this episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did a good job with her character. Yeah. I also really like Seska. Me too. She's an excellent villain. Yeah. They, they could have had a Nazi hero. I, <laughs> I was thinking that too. <laughs> that would have been really interesting. Yeah. Why is that? Why is that alien in an SS uniform? Don't ask. Just keep going. <laughs> Some weird shit goes down. <laughs> we really don't talk about it. We deleted that space shit. lizard Nazis. What's going on? Should, should I blame Paris for this or what? Yes. Always. Sure. Let's let's yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. There were no salamander babies. In that episode. <laughs> well, okay, then, then here, here's a good question to go around the table. What would you have liked to have seen revisited Ooh. in this episode? Let's see. What time story, like, what should they have stumbled into? Bird Some... people. <laughs> <laughs> of course. The court case or the sex scene? <laughs> uh, just Tom. Because it seems a, like... In a state of birdie undress. <laughs> <laughs> or like that time that the whole planet of women was all over Harry Kim. But yeah. that yeah. wasn't taking place on the ship. Um, Voyager crashing into the ice <laughs> Which is itself in an alternate future. Oh man, that would be that would be great. Like, just, like I don't remember this. They, they just like walk through one of the one of the portals and it's just frozen. Yep. <laughs> They're like dead crewmen just like on the ground. That would have been a cool look. Also, they could just have I don't know, I would have liked to see more future moments. Just yeah. and and I, I, I you know, I'll admit like okay. Writers, I don't expect you to come up with a bunch of crazy bullshit for me and then try and have it make any sort of sense. But I would have been fine with shit not making sense. Like, like a pterodactyl inter- flies down the hallway. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, I, that's I'm just, just Ted. I'm just a, we I'm him. He's wearing he's wearing a, a uniform. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just imagining like the Enterprise uh, showing up with like like. Riker with a huge beard <laughs> and just people running around in the background and exploding. Admiral of Forge. <laughs> yeah. There yeah for some I, reason. I guess the problem there is like it's nice to have the one scene with uh, Naomi and Ichab because he knows them and can kind of make a connection. But beyond that, if you have a lot of future scenes, then Chakotay loses his one utility, which is knowing the future. I, yeah. I, I would have loved that. Like I would have. I don't know what that. the fuck's going on. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. They, they just run through a portal and it was like. Yeah, I want to go back. Oh, yeah. It's like the community scene where um, he walks in with the pizza and everything's yes. on fire. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the door opens, everyone's like screaming. He's like, "I don't know what the fuck." Let's go back. <laughs> yeah, I would have. I would have liked that sort of moment of just absurd comedic. Yeah, just like one yeah. moment like yeah. that would have yeah. been wonderful. Yeah, they tried to do the comedic with um, Captain Proton. <laughs> they could have yeah. brought the thaw back. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is Michael McCain just like 
still here. <laughs> he thinks I am a virus. <laughs> Q for some reason. He shows up sometimes. Yeah, the Q Civil War. Yep. Good stumble uh, into that. Voyager oh. was there. Yep. What if it was uh, the Sun Q though? I don't know. Yeah, Q. I've... You mean Q? Yeah, Q. Yeah. Um, Our listeners know. Q, they Q squared. Um, Lowercase Q, I think. Cute. Yeah. As a baby. Aww. Aww. Sorry. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. The reason why I say that is because that character, actor, whatever, only shows up once. And I'm like, if you're going to make an entirely new character and put them on, I'm like, just, you know, if you're going to do the reoccurring thing with Q as a concept in general, just bring that character back because it's super fucking overpowered. And he's like, what, Janeway is his godmother or something like that, and then yeah. he never shows up again. Yep. Sorry. That's right. There's one babysitting episode where he's a like a teenager, basically. Yeah. They, the Q depowers him. He still does quite a bit, though, doesn't he? He eventually gets, like, depowered. Oh, got it. Yeah. He abuses his power instantly. Yeah. Sounds like Q. He, yep. he makes 7-9 naked or something like that. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah UPN you, you naked. Well, so she ends up naked a lot in the show, actually. Yeah, Surprise. when the doctor uh, paints her... In his dreams. Yep. And she just walks around in the spandex jumpsuit anyway. So. And technically the Borg stuff isn't clothing, so she's probably naked there. It's true. It's like an exoskeleton. Yeah. What do but, you think about it? But yeah. I oh. don't. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That's not what I think about. You're too mature for that. Never. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would have... It, it's one of these things where this is the opportunity to bring back characters that felt like they should have come back at some point. That's true. Harry's wife. Who? Harry's wife. Who? You know. <laughs> Crowley's dad. Oh, yeah. That Ahab just like Space. running around. Space Ahab stumbles around, yeah. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes, like That would. guy, yeah. I'm just trying to think, who, who is a random, like, one-off character Sarah I want to see come back? Jason Alexander. Think Tank's great. Oh, Andy Dick. Yeah, EMH Mark II. So Jane Winch go take pass through a portal, end up in a hallway with Jason Alexander, Andy Dick. And then they back slowly. What the f this news radio? I wish. Yeah. Yeah. They go into into a hallway and just it's a new station. Sarah Silverman singing a song about poop. Normal. She does that. <laughs> there was an episode where Bellana got split into her Klingon half and her oh, human half. That'd be fun. <laughs> Run into Klingon Bellana. Oh man. They'd have twice the Bellana. Yeah, that's Everyone always a good that. time. I'm in favor of that. Man. How do you tell them to just leave? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe we shouldn't uh maybe we shouldn't fix this. It's like it I knew like... I shouldn't have actually wished on that. <laughs> this sounds like when Xander splits in two and Buffy and Anya's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. no, I was keeping both around. <laughs> I would say this is one of the few good Chicote episodes. <laughs> like, Chicote, they so often will write an episode that focuses on his um, faith and his background as an Indian and, and in ways gets, that are yeah, borderline offensive. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they're never really done very well. Mm-hmm. So, having one where he's just Chicote. <laughs> Imagine and, that. He's just a yeah. character. <laughs> yeah, where, where it focuses on him as a character rather than his background that is not. Great. Yeah, it, it, he ends up being more more competent and capable than we sometimes see him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind kind of amusing, and I know that you weren't using background in this way, but the amusing thing is that repeatedly in this episode he's confronted with his like history, mm. and it honestly doesn't actually make that much of an impact on him. Like there isn't a huge thing where he's like, oh, the Maquis, and he's not like super conflicted about anything. He yeah. just he knows exactly who he is, which is a nice thing to see in That's like true. the last season of a show. Yeah. He's like, I remember this, and I remember exactly what's going on now. It's kind of what you want to see, right? Like, you wouldn't want to see Bellana continuing to struggle with her Klingon half at this point. Like, she's figured it out pretty well. Like, in Chakotay, he's resigned to the fact that the Maquis lost the war and are basically wiped out in the Alpha Quadrant. Like, that battle is over, and now he's just about survival and protecting his, his friends. And reading Dante. Apparently. It could be interesting to see this exact same episode from different characters' perspectives. Or on different like, shows. Yeah. Like on different Star Treks. That's true. But if it hadn't have been Chakotay, if it was like... Harry. Well, yeah, if it was Harry, could you imagine? That'd be fun. Like Harry just like charging in somewhere and being like, you have to listen to me. And everyone's like, ha, 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 no. Who the f*** are 
He's Get out like, of here. Bring me a coffee, though. <laughs> it's like, no, listen, Seven. In the future, we totally bang. <laughs> Believe me. And she's like, that's not efficient. <laughs> it doesn't sound right. So, so if Harry was doing this, would he inoculate and work with Tom? Tom? It's got to be Tom. Yep. <laughs> There's only one man I, I can trust. Yep. I was like trying to figure out how to like pose the question it has to be Tom. I was like no no, it's, no. Right, which Tom is it um interesting it'd probably be bad boy first season Tom yeah, yeah. like aloof and not wanting to yeah, make friends with anybody because the then Harry has to like really reach out to reconnect with him yeah yeah the, the thrill of the chase is still there though that kind of happens in another episode I think we just recreated the episode where Harry wakes up in the Alpha Quadrant yeah. and has to enlist like, yeah. criminal Tom to help yeah. him. So it's, yeah. <laughs> it's we just reverse engineered yeah. another Voyager episode. <laughs> I mean, at least the show is relatively consistent, yeah. though. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, they did that. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Bolana would go get Chakotay, though, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Because she'd see him as capable, and just like Chakotay was able to quickly yeah. bring her in, she'd be able to do the same with him. Yeah. Who would Tom get? Tuva? Not Harry. <laughs> I'm wondering if Tom would like play to relative strengths and just try to get seven because like she would be able to be very capable. Yeah. He may he might go Janeway though. This this feels like uh in Mass Effect when you're choosing your characters for your missions. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> who would you bring? Let's right. bring Tally. Alright, I need somebody who's rain. Well, who, well who, I guess they're all rage no, no, no. but this is more like who are you uh sending where on the collector base? Yeah, oh, exactly. on the suicide mission. Like, <laughs> Who are you sending to die? Tunnel, she's gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> if you put them by themselves, they'll get killed. Send, I mean, send Legion through the tunnel because yeah. he's immune to fire. Yeah, I feel like Tom would play due to the character's stats. Yeah. yeah. Seven would probably get uh, Tuvok because he'd be the most level-headed. Oh yeah, I think yeah. Tuvok would probably get Janeway. Yeah, yeah. He'd appeal to authority, yeah. like that would be the Starfleet response. Yeah, and he's the closest to her out yeah. of anybody. Would Tuvok get Seven? I think I it guess would be harder. Logic or Starfleet regulation. It would be harder to get the crew to listen to Seven, especially if there's they're going to a timeline where there is no Borg on the ship yet. That's but fair. But it would be to get the crew to listen to the captain. A Borg drone shows up and yeah. says, hey, you gotta trust me on She's this fine. thing. She's fine. She's <laughs> fine. What if the main character was someone who was at like a disadvantageous point in the timeline and they had to bring things back there even though... Oh, like if it was Tom when he was in the shitter? For, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know I mean? like Tom in the shitter. <laughs> what? No, he was like being a little shit. Oh, yeah. oh in the brig. I was yeah. like, no, I was no, like, like when he, something? When I don't think to, they have bathrooms. When he had to pretend that he was a punk ass... Oh, yeah, undercover time. Oh, yeah. yeah. To flush out the Kazon mole. Yeah. Yeah. Get it? Flush? Yeah. Shitter. <laughs> Shitter. Gotcha. Ah. That's where I was going with that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Or, like, yeah. <laughs> like, early Bolana when Janeway didn't love her. What if Neil had to do this whole thing? <laughs> He's f- Oh, Jesus. He would just be looking for Kess. I gotta find Kess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would just find Kess and... Get on this ship and get the fuck out of there. Like yeah. he's not technically capable, so he no, wouldn't be able to come up with a plan. To Nobody would solve listen it. to him. Why yeah, yeah. The, the entire ship would be fucked if it were up to Neelix. Yeah, that would kind of be an amazing episode where Neelix has to save the day, but he has to convince the crew of something really absurd, and no one's like. <laughs> Everyone's just laughing him off. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, this is a great story for your morning show that nobody watches. <laughs> <laughs> one one watcher. I feel like we've covered this before, but there's a moment where Chakotay has to initially convince Janeway to go along with him, even though she sees him as an enemy. There's a mole on your inner thigh? Yeah, he basically has to, <laughs> uh, he has to do like the, uh, the time traveler's appeal to knowledge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me something that only I would know. <laughs> Talk in your sleep. <laughs> she talks in her sleep. <laughs> what is it in Groundhog Day? It's like, you sound like a chipmunk yep. or something. <laughs> Well, you do. Sweet vermouth rocks with a twist. (laughs) Yep. It's a classic, which is why it was such a romantic episode for the two of them. Such romance. (laughs) Much ship. Yep. Wow. You see his eyes get like, he had like giant anime eyes. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't know we don't date yet. Like they're all watery. (laughs) So you're saying I've got a chance. (laughs) Uh, It was like a ten minute scene. 
at least. Yeah. I can mean, time travel. And then she instantly believes it. Have no it meaning. Because, like, she didn't, like, know, but she could feel it. You know? she, she feels a connection. Yeah. That's why she asked about it. <laughs> so, I was going to make a joke about there being a lot of 10 minute scenes, but considering that most of the episode was Chakotay and Janeway hanging out together, mm-hmm. there were a lot of 10 minute scenes. Yes, that there were. were. There were at least yeah. four. Several different <laughs> times where they were on a turbo lift and he was catching her up on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember that time that they were like holding each other really closely, and then they had, like, like they were on the front of a romance novel. What? Yeah. And he was had a hypo spray yeah. against her yeah. neck. Yeah, <laughs> so romantic. It was romantic. <laughs> and he just tells the security officer to drop his to drop his phaser, and he totally does. Yeah, he's so like, like, oh, okay, anyway. Her hair's blowing in the wind. <laughs> he's like, you die in a he's year like, or so. <laughs> ha! Got you. <laughs> Chakotay's like, I don't know you, which means you probably die when they go to the Delta Quadrant. She doesn't push him away. They did, they, they did stand awfully close for a while afterwards. She, like, he lets go of her and she, like, touches her neck where yeah. the, the hypospray wounded. And then she just stays there. And I'm like, that's really close. Yes. Like, that's, like, actors took breath mints before the scene closed. Mm-hmm. She still loves Mark at this point. Nope. Eh, we'll see. Mark isn't real. She hasn't left the Alpha Quadrant <laughs> Mark yet. Mark lives in Canada. <laughs> With Abby. Yeah. Libby? Libby. Called her Abby. She I, she is fake Same after difference. all. Yeah. Abby something. Mark is <laughs> yeah, Abby normal. That's what it was. <laughs> her fake engagement ring that she wears to keep other officers at bay, except for she takes it off when Chipotle's near. Mm-hmm. She has a weakness: face tattoos. <laughs> and guys who read Dante. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I, I just pictured the um the episode where it's this like historical telling of Voyager, this planet where um, they got attacked, and it's in the future, and they're telling the, the legend of Voyager. Oh, yeah. And everything's kind of wrong, because they're biased. With, like, the Kevorkian doctor. Yeah, yeah, and Chakotay has a fucking, his face tattoo covers half his face. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the most absurd giant thing. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So, yeah, she's got a thing for face tattoos. Tell me about the space shepherd again, Grandpa. No. <laughs> Let's tell a different story about Andromeda. (laughs) So yeah, any other thoughts on this episode? I think we all liked it. Yeah, I think you picked a good one. Yeah, you actually picked a good season 7 episode. Yay! (laughs) Well done. It was good. Yeah, I liked it. It was solid. I don't want to keep retreading, but yeah, it was a nice exploration of the show's past. Mm -hmm. Yep. And future. And a little bit of the future that doesn't happen. At least we know that Naomi Wildman survives for 17 years. In a different timeline. Yeah. I just want to see older Naomi Wildman hanging out with older um, Tom Bellana's daughter, whatever her name is. Because we get to see a little clip of her and she's like, basically like kind of Bellana-esque. Yeah. Does she show up in, in the in series game. finale? Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. She plays a very integral role in Janeway's plan. But yeah. I just remember that she's referred to as a Kuva Mach by the... Uh, Cleveland Acolytes. Oh, yeah. I just don't remember a character's name. Just the word Kuva Ma. Yeah. But I just want to see the two of them hanging out, robbing some space banks or something. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And then they finally become pirates. <clears throat> yeah. They did it. Dare to dream. Mm-hmm. And I guess Grandma Bolana and, uh, well, no, she'd be her mom. And, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Seven of Nine can also be pirates on their vessel. Yeah. Oh, yep. Cool. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Whole, whole yep. vessel full of lady pirates. Yeah. Yep. Only lady pirates. Yep. I came up with this before we started recording this episode. Hey, well done. But keep that in mind after I reveal what it is. Uh-oh. This is going to be good. So the next episode that we're going to watch, season six, episode 15. Tsunkatsu. Yes! <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We really do. Thank you, listener Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, all one listeners. I swear, I swear at some point we're here, we'll send you some merch. Mm-hmm. We'll merch. Make, we'll Don't make... make promises here. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what merch? Shut up! <laughs> Visit our merch page. <laughs> We can all autograph I'll, something. I'll, I'll make some merch and send it to him. Oh, hell yeah. I want to see this. Here's, so wait, wait. Time out. Time out. Listener, time out. listener Dan. Wait, we don't even have any merch. Shut up. That's what I'm wondering. Where I'll is make, this coming from? I'll, I'll, 
I'll, I'll print something. I got nothing. What I don't are you know. making? Like, is this a tie into like yeah, the Chicote really holodeck stuff? Like, Dude. what is one of our references that's going to make it through? Actually, I could probably do something on like, what is it, Zazzle or whatever? One of those red bubbles? <laughs> oh my god. One of those Shut like, up. short so, printing things. Too. This is actually just sort of a test. Listener Dan, if you're still listening, <laughs> which I don't honestly know, um, if you contact us, I will send you merch. This offer does not apply to anyone else's <laughs> listening. <laughs> this is like a new advent in podcasting. We're podcasting to one person. <laughs> this the, is very targeted wait, uh, advertising right here. Wait, wait. On the off chance that it turns out that there are actually a reasonable number of listeners, this offer does not apply. <laughs> All right. How can listener Dan reach out to us? Um, oh, wait. <laughs> I feel like we're having a seance. Mr. Dan, if you're there. Are you in the room with us, ah, listener Dan? Not... He knocked over a pen. <laughs> oh no, he's a cat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> listener Dan, listener Dan, or anyone else, though the offer does not apply. <laughs> what? I don't want to have to exit. Like, okay, so here's the thing. Like that watching I... a commercial <laughs> that just tells you you can't afford it. <laughs> Offer only valid within the California states. <laughs> offer only valid to this one person wait, 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 wait. in Arizona. Wait, wait, wait. I've taken contracts. I know that if I do an open invitation, it's going to be bad news because there could be a hundred listeners. You don't have to have taken contracts to know that. You know, it's easier just to not make offers like this yeah. <laughs> with all these provisions. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> cut it out. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Whatever. We'll do it live. We'll, we'll cut out all of the uh, all of the statements saying that that only one person can apply for this. Wait, we'll cut back. Where can listener Dan and others reach out to us? On Twitter at Salamander Trek, Facebook at facebook.com slash Salamander Babies. I guess, I guess you could technically reach out to us there, but that's mostly if you want to follow us or contact us, I guess. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> I'm being conversational. I'm sorry, you're second guessing our copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a pretty good sign. I don't know. I guess you can just follow us there. Shut up. I don't know if you want Shut to reach up. out to us. It's not those meaningful interaction on Facebook. I don't think there's like... anything on the Google Doc that says commentary here. <laughs> That's implied. Um, it's just bullet points. I can... <laughs> All right, we're also on Tumblr at salamanderbabies.tumblr.com. You can email us with questions, comments, complaints about this whole thing, and requests for merch. Apparently, <laughs> shut up. That may not be honored. <laughs> it probably won't be honored. Let's be real. I'm about to do bar exam prep, so I'm going <laughs> to dig a hole and be in there for like two and a half months. Um, so you can email us at hellocomputer at salamanderbabies.com. I should get out of here before I say anything else that's going to get me in trouble. Computer and program.